Welcome to K-Drama School. I'm your host, Grace Jung, and class is now in session. drama school listeners and fans a very personal and important question so if you guys could please indulge me i'd appreciate it i know that i haven't been talking too much about my own personal journey uh, as much in my monologues um, and i also know that my monologues have been a little bit um, you know inconsistent as of late but i've been doing this deliberately because i'm not sure if any of my listeners care to hear about my personal life uh it's it's an awkward question to ask but it's almost like i'm asking do you want to hear more about my life and myself but that is what i'm asking i know that a lot of people come to this podcast mainly to hear me talk about korean dramas and analyze them so like when i'm editing i also try to trim down like a lot of my personal stuff and focus more on the analysis but if I could get your feedback on that, it would help me a lot. So the question is like, are my personal updates a part of your reason for listening to my podcast? And if so, what are the aspects that I share with you that resonate with you or that you end up remembering most? Um, I'm asking these questions because I'm working on a couple of new projects at the moment and your feedback to these questions would be invaluable and very very helpful so please get back to me on that you could email me at kdramaschool at gmail.com uh and I'm, I'm still really struggling with this question of like whether or not people care to listen to me or not like do they care to hear me do my thoughts and opinions matter you know do my do do the do the i don't know like these quote-unquote significant moments in my life um are they worthy of sharing you know, like these are these are genuine questions that I have that I struggle with on a constant basis. So, um, yeah, some feedback on that would be great. So please email me again at kdramaschool at gmail.com. Today, I'm going to be discussing the show Matrimonial Chaos. This is a 2018 Korean drama that was originally a Japanese drama and then KBS adapted it into their own show. Starring Cha Taehyun, Baeduna, Lee L, and Son Sakgu. I found this show because I recently finished my Liberation Notes. Uh, I believe a couple weeks ago is when I finished it, and I've been in love with Son Sakgu uh, ever since. I am, I am like in love with that man, genuinely. Um, and I wanted to watch more shows with him in it, and that's when I came across Matrimonial Chaos, which I knew about back in 2018. Uh, somebody had mentioned it to me, and I was like, wow, Chatean and Peduna, that's a really weird and awkward coupling. But I was traveling a lot that year, so I couldn't watch a lot of Korean TV shows. So this was a nice opportunity for me to catch up. Chatean is a classic Korean actor. He's not really known for too many Korean dramas, although he's done a few. He's done like producers, and he he even directed a Korean drama, actually. 
But Chetian is really known more for being a film actor, and he's perhaps the most well-known for the film uh, My Sassy Girl, which came out in 2001, which he co-starred in with Chun Ji-hyun. Uh, My Sassy Girl is one of those Korean movies that pretty much all Korean millennials know about, and it's a major part of my generation's cultural upbringing. And if you mention this movie to a Korean, they're going to know what it is. And if they don't know what it is, then don't trust any Korean restaurant recommendations that that person makes, because that person is not a real Korean person, okay? That's, that's, that's a scam. That's a scam. That's a con artist, all right? Chetheon is a very gifted comedic actor. Uh, I rewatched My Sassy Girl the other day, actually, with uh, Chun Ji Hyun. Some of you know her as Jiana Chun, but you know she Chun Ji Hyun. She plays uh, Lady Ashin in the Kingdom prequel film. She's also in Chidi Han. She's also very famous for the TV show My Love from Another Star. And I don't think I covered that show yet, but I will soon. Peduna is a very very familiar face to Americans and Koreans. She collaborates very frequently with the Wachowskis, right? And she is also in that sci-fi drama, The Silent Sea. She was also in the Bong Joon-ho movie, The Host. She was also in the Park Chan-wook movie, uh, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, which is the only Park Chan-wook movie that I actually kind of like. And uh, Peduna is a remarkable actress. She's very, very versatile. And she's been in show business forever. She has such control and presence when she's performing. And I, I love her to death. I really enjoyed watching Peduna play this character, Hiru, in this show, Matrimonial Chaos. She seems very flaky and stupid, but there is this immense vulnerability and pureness to her character that I really adore. And I also enjoyed watching her character arc on this show. So... I, I thought uh, Peduna's character was the most likable in Matrimonial Chaos. We also have the actress Yi L, or Lee L. She is uh, very uh, recognizable in Korean dramas. She's uh, one of the sisters in My Liberation Notes, right? And uh, she is also that woman who dressed in red in, in Goblin. She was playing that grandma and she was playing that lady who was in red in Goblin. She was also in the film by Nahum Jin called Yellow Sea. And uh, I I personally did not like Yell's character in this show. She seemed way too passive, very weak, just all around, you know, I don't know. It was a bit frustrating to watch her on this show at times. Uh, Sun Seok-gu plays this eccentric cheater type in Matrimonial Chaos. He's a professor, but also an artist. He's a creative. He's a weirdo. And he lies and cheats uh, to his wife, like constantly. That's his character. So he's embodying anarchy in this TV show. And it's really interesting to watch him play this uh, kind of a detestable base character, right? Who is presenting himself as something that's different, like more sophisticated and free, right? That he's actually um, a traumatized person who's never faced his feelings, right? But I really love Sun Seok-gu a lot. I love that actor. He's so interesting. And uh, you know what? It's really, it's a dream to work with him someday. I am working on a, a feature film that I want to write and direct, that I plan on writing and directing, and I would like for him to play a role in that film. That is, that's on my bucket list. So 
yeah, Sun Suk will come at me. He's very fluent in English. Uh, I believe it's because he spent some time in the United States. He went to school in Chicago where he majored in filmmaking. Anyway, he's all around a very interesting actor, and I am looking forward to working with him in the future. The actress who plays the grandmother in this Korean drama is a very, very special woman. Her name is Moon Suk, and she is an actress from the 1970s, originally starring in shows made by TBC. And she also starred in several movies in the 1970s. She was very briefly married to the filmmaker Yi Man Hee for like less than a year before he died in 1975 at the age of 43. Yiman Hee is also the father to a very famous Korean actress named Yi Hae-young, who is perhaps most recognized for playing Jun's mother in the show I'm Sorry, I Love You. And I believe she is his daughter from uh, Yiman Hee's first marriage. But back to Moon Suk, she gave up acting uh, as her career right after her husband's death. And she did not return to the silver screen and small screen until like 2015 when she was in the film, The Beauty Inside. You also see Moon Suk in, uh, playing the landlord in the show, Hello My Twenties. And she is now more and more found in TV shows and movies. Um, but there was this huge gap, like 40 year gap where she didn't do any TV or film acting at all. Um, Moonsook and Imani's final film collaboration was Road to Sampo, and Imani passed away as the film was on the heels of completion. But the public and the press really gave Moonsook a hard time. Um, I believe they were blaming her for having an affair. They were blaming her for not being attentive to her husband's health. Um, so she just like left the country and moved to the United States to escape the Korean film industry, um, probably for good. That was probably her determination to leave it for good. She studied painting in the United States and then she got remarried, uh, but then she ended it after 15 years. And by the end of that marriage, she was um, really in shambles. She was dealing with a great deal of depression and, and panic disorder and anxiety. So she got deep into yoga and meditation while living in Santa Fe. And she returned to acting 40 years later because some Korean actress encouraged her to, you know, go back to her first love. So in some ways, Moonsook's life is a very typical actress's life. I mean, it's, it's almost surprising that she's not from LA originally. Like she's like really having that LA actress hero's journey. But um, think about it. She's like, you know, in her early 20s, she married a director twice her age. And then she experienced this deep trauma and betrayal from her home country's industry, where she was receiving awards and accolades, but they were calling her a man-eater by the end, right? And you have to remember that the patriarchal culture in Korea blames women for the death of their husbands when they become a widow. So it's a very... Um, uh, unsympathetic and sort of a mean way to treat a woman who's just lost her husband, right? Uh, and then she goes back to school in the U.S., meets another man, gets married, rediscovers herself, and then goes through this mental and emotional healing as a divorcee um, and gets into therapy. And then through that process, she ends up returning to her original love, which is acting, right? So while I call this a typical actress's journey, I also call it the hero's journey in more of the macro sense. 
Um, and all of us go through some kind of hero's journey in our lifetime. It's just a matter of recognizing it. You know, you're all in it. You're all currently in the hero's journey. Uh, one big realization I came to very recently when I was talking to a friend over the phone is that my first internship that I was ever given was a rare internship in that it was paid. It was a paid internship and it was paid at a theater production company that produced live stand-up comedy shows. And in that show, one of my comedy heroes of all time, Jessica Curson, was on that show. But despite this opportunity that was handed to me on a silver platter, I kept craning my neck in totally different directions, right? Because I had my eyes set on filmmaking. I remember even when I was interning at that theater company, I would like look at UCLA's MFA program for filmmaking. And I remember looking at it and I remember thinking about like costs and things like that. I just remember fantasizing about that when I was younger and um, yeah, working at that production company. But today, um, like, you know, over a decade and a half later, I am doing both of these things now. It took me a long time to come to terms with my career more peacefully and confidently. Um, but our first love when it comes to a career choice never leaves our side. It never leaves our hearts. It never leaves our minds. It's always with us. I mean, it's the reason why we chose to come into being, right? And unless we give that satisfaction to ourselves, you know, unless we satisfy that for us in this lifetime, we're going to live in unhappy in, in, in an unhappy state. And that will attract unhappy people who will fill your minds with their fear talk, right? That it's impractical, that it's impossible, that you're not good enough, right? But taking the time to figure out how to quiet those voices and focusing our attention to our original voice, the one that tells us exactly who and what we are, that's the big part of our hero's journey. So I really loved Moonsuk's character on this show. It has a lot of meaning for me as a viewer and her own life's history really informs her character and her performance in Matrimonial Chaos. Today's guest is Natasha Mercado. She is a Los Angeles-based comedian, actress, clown, and she is currently in her own one-woman show, a solo show called Tree, which is playing at the Hollywood Fringe. And I want everybody in Los Angeles to go and see this show. It is such an amazing show. I, I processed some big things while watching it. She also has a little bit of like audience participation, but it's not, it's not scary. Like I was initially scared and reluctant, but once I got through it, I was like, I'm so glad that I got through it. You know, it was like this big awakening for me. And when I was talking to Natasha, like we got into all different kinds of things, like spirituality, like creativity, um, deep in it, man, deep into it. And it was such an amazing conversation. I am so grateful that I got to uh, talk to N Natasha um, about these things. And I'm so grateful that I got to see her show. So uh, let's talk to Natasha Mercado. Wow. I love your hat. Thank you. <laughs> it's awesome. We have like matching hair right now. I know. I noticed that um, at your play, I was like, wow, like her pink is all gone and she's just blonde now and I'm blonde. Yeah. yeah. 
I've never dyed my hair in my life. So I know you told me that. Yeah. Um, well, I've dyed my hair a lot when I was younger, but this is my first time going blonde. So it looks great. See, we're we're matching. It's <laughs> yeah, really yeah. good. Yeah. More that. How are you doing today? Good. I'm doing yeah. good. Yeah. I was just like catching up on some more fringe stuff. Mm-hmm. And then is the is your run over or do you have more shows coming out? No, I have more. Okay. I've only done two of the five. Oh wow. So I have three more. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ready. And the next one is sold out already, which is great. Yeah. So I was just like answering some people that had some questions for me, blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. How are mm -hmm. you doing? I'm doing good. Uh yeah, woke up kind of early today. I needed to get my toilet fixed and it got fixed and you know, sending good. some emails, doing my thing. Yeah. Um, I loved your show, by the way. I loved it so much. Thank you. Um, because I saw like a partial uh ideation of it last year in the fall, mm -hmm. um, in the Cold As Fuck show that Kristen Lundberg and I were co producing. And I was just like, what is this? This is, this is, yeah. <laughs> when you, when you were drawing the face like on the board. And yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is really great. And um, I think like when I was watching the show, there were like parts about it that uh, made me feel really like emotional at times. Like, um, like in the beginning, you know, like when you, it's like very sweet when you show up with the little music box um, interior and you're just kind of, you know, talking about how human beings make beautiful things and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I like found that time to recognize that. Yeah. Yeah. Where did you find that? I found it at the dog park mm -hmm. just that interior of the music box mm -hmm. on the table mm -hmm. just there and like that piece of the show in particular came from Deanna my director asking me like oh what's your like favorite thing right now like what's something you want to show me oh, okay. and I was keeping that music box on my desk like right yeah. here yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like it's this music box yeah. and she's like what do you like about that music box and so that's basically like word for word what i said to her yeah. like in that moment last year months yeah, ago yeah. and like yeah. i cry every time i think of this damn music box it's because so i love emotional. it yeah, yeah 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 it's and just it's, yeah something about found objects you know mm -hmm. and like going to joshua tree and like i found the sun hat that i was wearing and someone at the grocery store being like oh it was meant for you you uh -huh. know yeah. and how comforting that is yeah like yeah I found it and I kept it and it is yeah. meant for me. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. And you, and we call it a found object, right? Yeah. And it's like, oh, I found this. It was meant for me. It's like, <laughs> yeah. that's right. Yeah. Um, you, even the way you found that music box, like at a dog park, you said it was on a picnic table. It was just on the picnic table, right on in the middle of the table. On a picnic table. There's something very clown about that. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I I love the dog park. That is my favorite place in the world mm -hmm. because you don't have to, like, to talk to people, you don't ever have to find out their name. Yeah. And they're always just talking about 
their pet and they yeah. love their pet so much. And like, yeah. there's never a dull moment when you're talking about something that you love. That is so true. And people are at their most beautiful when they're just, yeah, he's a mix. We found yeah. him. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is such a good point. People are the most beautiful when they're talking about the thing that they love. Yeah. And yeah, like they, they as you say, they will always love their pet because it's their pet, right? Yeah, yeah. That is so nice. And it, it's just like, you know, that release of introducing themselves. Like, I never am like, oh, I'm Natasha, and this is my dog, Rudy. You know, it's like, no, he's Rudy. He's the star of the show, yeah. like, right now. Like, right. doesn't matter who I am. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. This is their time. Yeah. yeah. That is so nice. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So many profound things right now. Oh, um, no, like when I when I showed up at that show, like that day, actually, it was like I, I had gone through like a hero's journey almost, you know, really in that day, because I had just gotten back from New York. I was in New York for a few days and I was still kind of like physically tired, you know, like when you mm -hmm. go on a trip, you're tired. So yeah. I went to get a massage right before your show. Oh, but my goodness. Yeah. But before that. I was going through some like emotional turmoil like um last year we you and I talked about this like we we did the artist's way workbook yeah. last year as a as a product of my artist's way journey I had written two books one is a nonfiction book and another is a novel and the nonfiction book I have more of like a commercial uh goal for it mm -hmm. and I had been contacting agents and you know the process is very difficult right um, but that morning I got a particularly harsh response from an agent, like not like harsh as in he wasn't trying to be a dick, but he was a little too frank, um, yeah. in a slightly insensitive way. And he wasn't saying anything wrong. It was just, it was just hitting me where it hurts because probably because I should pay attention to that. You know, if anything, yeah. That probably is something I should work on. So it was, it was a bit too. I was a, it was a slightly insensitive response to a sensitive part of 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 my where I'm at. So I was having a a rough morning, and there was like a lot of emotion and crying. But at the same time, like a friend of mine had just reached out that same around that same time with like a really encouraging thing like she didn't know what i was going through she just said it like oh like this is some, this is something an artist said he said draw what you know and i th i found it very encouraging and she has a children's book coming out like her second book coming out this year and so like you know she's she's sort of somebody that like i'm you know i'm kind of looking towards as a mentor almost in in this yeah. arena and so i i was just telling her like oh i'm going through a rough patch right now with agents and she was sort of reaffirming me saying like you know it, it's really hard but don't give up is what she said and so i was like okay i was processing that and then i had therapy and then my therapist was like well if these agents are saying similar things and there's a pattern and they keep saying your book is too academic then maybe what they're saying is they want to hear more about you like oh, you're leaving yeah. yourself out. and that was true i was too scared to reveal myself and i was hiding behind this facade of academia and i was like okay you know um i i have to learn how to do that which is a vulnerable scary thing to do right as you know yes. and and then um and then i got the massage and i go to your thing and then i see our you know colleagues from the show that we did together the writers right they were all there and i was yeah. like oh hey hey hi 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 
and then uh, <laughs> yeah. we we go into your show, and then you. I loved your interactivity with the audiences, you know, like giving them parts like the 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 brook and the squirrels and the birds. I loved all of that. And then you were kind of like assigning tasks to audiences. And then um, I, this is just me. Like since childhood, whenever I went to these like live theater things and they would start dragging people on stage, that terrified me. That <laughs> yeah. was that was a nightmare. I would. <laughs> I would be like, no way. Like, I would be so angry because I was afraid, you know, of stage fear, like fear of humiliation, fear of loss of control, yeah. like mm -hmm. uh, shyness. So that's such a fear I have from childhood. And then you <laughs> walked up to me and you're like, you're, you're, <laughs> you're the, the only person I, truly brought on stage. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. so reluctant and yeah. i was like so, and, and, and you like made me grab your stick that helped actually you giving Good. me the stick to pull me that helped i was like okay let me just go with it i was <laughs> yeah. like i was like i'm so scared this is so you know and it is vulnerable right like yeah. you know i have a lot of experience being on stage as a stand-up but stand-ups know their act they know yeah. what they're gonna get into they also know how to do crowd work they kind of have control of the room but this is different i'm an audience member i have no idea what you're leading me into <laughs> yeah. um, and and you and you want to play you want to play pretend you know you want to play pretend make a fire play mm -hmm. pretend killing coyotes play pretend make me make the fire now and yeah. um you know it was fucking embarrassing like oh, you know doing yeah. it right yeah not because there's anything inherently wrong with that because like yeah. i said after your show i told you that one of my favorite parts about it was you making these pretend noises like when you catch the mouse and you like go like like pretend to eat it and pretend <laughs> to gut i was like that's what we did as children when we were kids and we would play with our neighbors or our friends out in the street or at home playing house or we would make those noises we would pretend that there's soup and you got to taste it or pretend that there's tea and pour it and there was nothing yeah. there but we would play pretend and i was like oh she is like capturing that that essence in such a pure fashion right now and she's forcing me to tap into that <laughs> without like like making me lose my self consciousness right now, mm -hmm. making me do that. And that process as like scary as it was and as fun as it was, it was helping me process something. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I loved it. So that's what I meant in the meeting when I said I was processing something, but yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, all of that is so poignant about like, the clown archetype in general, you know, this question mm. of what's so scary about being seen and yeah. what's so bad if we look stupid, you know, right. what's like at stake. And I mm. think once we face that, we realize, oh yeah, I am inherently stupid or I will inherently fail and it doesn't matter. And it like, drags us further into our own absurdity where like yeah we can make fart noises and make a fire and like mm -hmm. it's just joyful that's yeah. all that's on the other side of that yeah 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 so yeah. thank you for trusting me i know yeah. it's so scary um, yeah but yeah. thank you yeah and then like scary. i told you 
My yeah. friend's mother-in-law said that was like her favorite part when you got on stage. Actually, a couple people were like, oh, it was awesome to see Grace kind of relax into it and have fun. So you made <laughs> yeah. me look good too, you know? Yeah, so thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, I guess they, they sensed an energy shift yeah. in me once I got up there as well. Because I was like, like resisting, part of me was resisting, the ego was resisting it, right? The ego was like, this is scary. You got to protect yourself. You got to, you know, da, da, da. But I was like, no, no, no. Like, I'm not the star. She's the star. All I got to do is like, go with it and, and react to whatever she gives me, you know? So yeah. I was like trying to do that as much as possible. And then once I, once I started once I got into that rhythm, I was able to relax into it. Yeah. And yeah, like, I think the audience sensed, sensed that energy shift. And yeah, you're right. Like, um, quite a few people came up to me too. And they were like, Oh, good job. I was like, good job for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is her show. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. But because yeah. they see themselves in you, you know, right. they're like, Oh, my God, what if that was me? Like you <laughs> you are them in that sec in that moment it's like a point yeah. yeah yeah it's just this mirror of like oh my god oh my god and so every reaction you have like you are that conduit of the audience being like "Fuck, okay i guess i'll make this now with her this tree person what the hell am i doing yeah um, and that's what's so like yeah. cathartic and beautiful about the connection you know it is oh and someone once told me like a really long time ago when I started clown not a really yeah. long time ago yeah, yeah in the last four years yeah they were like you don't get to choose why your clown is funny oh and in that way it's like yeah I, I have to surrender to this idea of of not having control you know or or examining this idea of control we never have it even when we think we have it, we don't. The universe is chaos in that way. Like anything could have happened. So yeah, might as well just like swim with the current. And trust. Yeah. You're, that is so profound. Wait, what was it again? You don't get to choose why your clown is funny? Yeah. That is so profound. Um, and it, and it's, it synchronizes with something I was told that morning before I went to your show. So like, I was like, there was a part of me that there was a part part of me that needed to get out, which was anger. And mm -hmm. like, you know, I, I struggle with this. And I think a lot of women struggle with this. We're afraid of our anger. Yeah. And we don't want to give it space because we think it's an incorrect emotion. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I deal with that a lot. Um, and, but that need it needed space that day. So yeah. I was kind of letting it out in the in therapy. And then um, once I did, I was relaxed. I, I wasn't angry anymore. And then she said to me, we're lucky that not everything goes according to our plan. Yes. Yeah. Like, because we always get what we need and what we want. It's just not according to our exact precise plan. And that is actually something to be grateful for because in comparison to how the universe works, we suck like yeah our little plans are very <laughs> petty and yeah. small and short-sighted and small compared to how the bigger the cosmic picture works and it's and it aligns with what you're saying 
about this clown thing we don't get to choose why our clown is funny that is so beautiful yeah it's so empowering in that way of like (laughs) oh it's gonna work out better than i could ever even imagine it and like this process too of tree like i knew i wanted to do a solo show but i had no idea it would turn into this really type of production i mean you know you have a hunch you're like i hope it does this but did I know what like the plot was going to be? Did I know sure. how it, no, they were all like devised in the moment over a few months, like four months, you know, of lots of crying, lots uh-huh. of like journaling, uh-huh. yeah. lots of uh-huh. moments of like, okay, okay. It's coming together and being like, oh no, should I actually do this? Is this mm-hmm. worth it? The self-doubt. You know? the yeah. Self-doubt. But it it's just amazing. Like I would have never imagined that I would have a solo show called Tree where I'm in a tree costume. See, how did you come to Tree, the character or your identity? How did that come about? Yeah, I bought a big kids tree costume uh-huh. online uh, yeah. for like a one-off bit that I did in 2019, and so okay. I just had this like very silly, very simple tree mm-hmm. tunic essentially. Okay. Got it. And then the Bobcat wildfire happened in 2020. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you remember in October. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the sky was like orange for a mm-hmm. week and it just yeah. smelled like a campfire. Mm-hmm. It was really, really scary yeah. and really sad because we were mm-hmm. in quarantine and like the world is burning. Like, yeah. And I just thought of this tree costume again that made me feel so fabulous and dorky. Yeah. And I was like, I want to make. I want to make something. So I made a short film about a tree who had been living as a human, who had been passing as human, right? Like they would get coffee and drive around and go to the pet store and all that kind of stuff. But then they heard that the trees were burning. Yeah. And so they went to go help the trees and the trees were like, fuck off. And then that was the end. I love that. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So then I had like this thing that I made and I was just like editing it on iMovie like, oh, this is a thing. And (laughs) then did the artist's way. Mm -hmm. And then through that, I connected just these pieces of like, I've always wanted to do a solo show. I made this tree thing. I think this is something. And I reached out to Deanna, who's someone who I admire so much had heard only amazing things from people that I respect. And I was like, would you potentially want to direct me through this and like help mm-hmm. me devise this? Mm-hmm. And yeah, luckily she was like, yes. So amazing. then through like combining, like it, then she would ask me things like, what am I passionate about? And like, it was this question of, um, yeah, what do I truly love most in the world? I think that was like the first thing she asked me in our first wow. rehearsal. I just started crying and was like, yeah. I love people, but people oh. can hurt you yeah, really badly. And there's just a lot of sadness there. Like what you're talking about, this anger, there's, I have a lot of sadness that I feel sometimes shame about and I've yeah. worked through it, you know, I'm working on it. And those parts of us that are so tender, those are usually the parts that need the most love, you know, and oh need the most God, attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. But a lot of yeah, times people avoid it. Because it's hard. It's hard mm-hmm. to hold space for your messy parts. Yeah. 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 Mm. And luckily, Deanna was always so 
grounded in that way of like, okay, so how do we bring this back to your artistic process of the play when I'm like yeah. swimming in like, what am I doing? What do people, <laughs> why do people hurt other people? And just getting it down on the damn page. Yeah. And so I would improvise different pieces like on any given day yeah. um, based on whatever I was honestly like feeling that day and mm -hmm. thinking about humanity. And then mm -hmm. I would transcribe all of them. Yeah. And then I mashed all of that together into a script. Yeah. Of course, lots of rearranging happened and sure. tinkering and figuring out how does this make sense to this. Yeah. But Deanna was always like, we want to keep you like a pig just sloshing around in the mud, you know, just having a blast the whole time. And all of this. A happy pig. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so that's like what my show, you're watching me being a little happy pig. Oh, that's so cute. I'm glad that translates. <laughs> yeah. It's so cute. And you're so cute in that costume, too. Like, because you got the <laughs> like, big roots as the feet, which is like mm -hmm. clown feet, right? Clown shoes. Like, a lot of them, that, yeah. that big feet is like a thing. Um, you got these giant root tree feet. And, like, when you were doing the countdown of the show, and you would, like, do these jerk moments... And like the your feet would shift. I it was so physically hilarious, and I was surprised that more people were not. I felt like I was the only one laughing at that. But I was like, this is so funny. Like her little movement, her jerks are so fucking funny. I was dying every time you did a countdown. I was like, yes, my favorite part. So good. There's something very like endearing about the costume too. You know, because it's like goofy you know you got this thing and the branches are kind of slanted and then you got these giant feet you know it's like there's a goofiness to it and um uh and oh this was something that uh you you said was not intentional but the the um the puns oh yeah yeah what were they they were the name of the game show so would you rather mm -hmm. i did not think of and then <clears throat> one of the other writers mentioned the last song everywhere is by michelle brandt yeah! yeah yeah i was like oh my gosh you know and that was my favorite song in the fifth grade like i would play that over Such and over a again good so, song it's an yeah amazing song. to like think it came in in a, a pun way to the show is insane you so, know? so just we did you didn't realize that until Brie mentioned it in that moment. Literally until that moment, yeah. Oh, and, and then and then when and you were like, oh, and the would you rather that wasn't and I looked at it, I was like, can you shut up? Like, there is no way that that is not intentional. <laughs> no, but it's just like you know we have these things orbiting around us. That's the cosmic and... hilarity. That's the yeah. cosmic. That's the you. You you don't get to choose. You know how, why your clown is funny. That's an example of that. Yeah. No, I had no idea. Fucking I'm... amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's so cool that's so it's yeah it's like divination in that way like you no know, I had no freaking idea <laughs> that's you know you know they have these like theories about like God and universe and shit like that you know but like you know our inner being right is is our subconscious and our subconscious is connected to the divine source right and that's what yeah. was happening that was leading you not your consciousness but your divine your inner being was leading you to that hilarious pun Right. yeah <laughs> it's truly that yeah i my i my higher self all credit to that you know yeah. and yeah yeah i think god like this god force yeah ugh, it's nature you know uh -huh. it truly is nature yeah. we are an expression of nature 
And I feel like we are this God forces expression of the question, why? We're like a little flower that blooms and Mm -hmm. just humans, they they have consciousness and they go, why? And then they pass away. And then another one comes up and goes, why? And then they (laughs) pass away. You know? That's all we've ever done. We've always just been like, why? Uh And then I think in that same way, like, you know, this expression of, so then why do humans hurt each other? And why do humans hurt the earth? It's like, it's also an expression of that God force because that is is a possibility in this chaos in this universe. It is. It is. And and when we self-inflicting wounds. Exactly. And when we ask that question, why, it means we have a consciousness to ask that. And that consciousness also allows us to rationalize the choices that we make. Because we ask why all the time. It's like you hurt somebody, you weren't thinking twice about it. But once they say, why did you do that? You're like, oh, you need a reason. You start talking, you start saying things like I'm a number one mom, right? Yeah, that's why that's why because I have a son that's why because I want to give him a good time that's why right and and um you know and I love what you're saying because we forget that we as human beings we are nature too right we are a part of that pattern everything all our clothing is any every pattern you can observe in nature already outside Yeah. yeah so then um like like maybe it's a personal question and maybe you don't even have to answer but like why is it important to say you're not a tree and that you are a human yeah that's a great question i'm not a tree i am a human i mean that's also a trick you know it's like i am you and you are me and i am a tree and i'm not a tree i see (laughs) yeah no longer hiding behind the facade of something that you're not and just bearing yeah. it mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like in the end, I like, it's like, so is the tree real or is the tree not real? And is the human dying or is the tree dying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's always that. Mm-hmm. For me, that yeah, yeah oh, I had an acting teacher who encouraged us to as part of our process yeah sometimes yeah. look at people in everyday life uh-huh. and as they're talking just think like oh that's me and like mm-hmm. how easy it is to have so much more compassion for them if you're like oh that's me i do that too right oh that's me you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just so much more peaceful it is to yeah. project with love rather than a contrast or resistance yeah yes yeah fuck yeah yeah fuck yeah fuck yeah so so okay you uh you trained in clowning we talked about that a little bit uh when when we were filming that that awesome tv show but um so you're also trained in acting you're also an actress yeah okay and what else did you study improv or stand-up or sketch yeah i studied a bunch of improv Mm-hmm. And I've done sketch as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked at UCB for five years mm. as a producer for their corporate events. Mm-hmm. And so through that gig, I was able to take all the classes for free. So I've done mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. so much improv. Right. And yeah, and I got my BA in acting. 
but even doing like my acting I was like always funny like people would always laugh at it even in my dramatic like Tennessee Williams scenes you know (laughs) so I'm like what is that why are people laughing at Blanche Dubois right now yeah 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 but yeah and so then having this this straight acting thing and then having this improv thing and then finally moving to LA and finding clown it just felt like a Rubik's Cube clicking into place of like oh yeah I'm I'm silly yeah I'm very silly Mm -hmm. and that is one of my superpowers it is you know yeah 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 um cosmically decided for you Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I was sharing with you, I think on set when someone asked like, oh, so do you do clowning? It was like my heart literally was like, yeah, you're a clown. You mm-hmm. are a clown. And I'd never felt like that before about anything like so sure, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That You had a moment of clicking into place that in that moment too. Click, click, yeah. click. So many yeah. people were clowns on that set. That was part of the reason why it was so special is because... Yeah. You know, there's something like there's something about clowns that feel like really profound, more so than just comedians. Um, yes. Because because you you had also observed this. You were like, there's a lot of clown in stand up, too. Um, mm-hmm. But like clowns to me just feel like very self-satisfied and self-fulfilled, mm-hmm. like no matter what no matter because comedians always need the affirmation of the laughter they always need that acceptance and approval whereas clowns they just seem like they're very okay just clowning around you know in their in their present moment doing whatever and letting things fly like there's 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 more trust i suppose yeah i think that trust comes from yeah the idea of failure is inevitable yeah. And so you, you're going to have to play with that mm-hmm. no matter what. And then once you get in tune with what the audience like, that mirror effect, you know, it's like it just starts multiplying infinitely in that yeah. way. As long yeah, as you're yeah, staying yeah. in that state of play. Mm. Yeah. Um, I know uh, we have a mutual friend, Mike Rose, right? Uh, and he like he and I will, will like hang out and talk and once in a while. He was like, oh, like I'm, ta- I'm hanging out with Natasha a lot lately and she's awesome. He mentioned that um, you have some influence in your work from like mexican shamanism is this true oh i'm very yes i'm very very interested in the sacred clown archetype and Mm -hmm. just how the clown and the trickster essentially transcends this white french man ideology okay it is the clown is an integral part of many indigenous cultures like yes. across time and space. Yeah. And it was just seen and respected as a part of the social ecosystem to poke holes in whoever held authority uh-huh. and be like, why, why, why are they the person that gets to tell me what to do? And like, uh-huh. why do they actually matter to anyone? Uh-huh. Um, for example, like the Hayoka and the booger dances, um or there's also like there's so many this uh, this is like the most nerdy subject for me i love just geeking yeah, out on it i'm but into yeah. it yeah 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 and like me spiritually too i i really like shamanism and i really um and con- and am connected with like plant medicine in that way like cacao in particular mm-hmm. i'm a cacao ceremony facilitator oh really um, and so 
I should yeah, talk to you about like, that later. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's great heart medicine, you know, and okay. it doesn't trip you out or anything. It's very, right, right, right. very grounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so in that mm-hmm. way, I see it like holding hands with this clown work. It's, it's like you're opening up yeah. yourself. Uh-huh. You are. To the audience and, and yeah. letting them see you fully. Um. Yeah. No, I'm so happy we're talking today. And um, there's like like in in my journey too there's like mo- like these moments it's like oh like signpost 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 like um when i was in new york i was in new york because of the brooklyn film festival and mm-hmm. my short documentary got accepted there and a friend i have friends thanks i have friends in new york and they they came and one of them is vong pak and he's a street performer he's a traditional korean drummer and street mm-hmm. performer and he used to like roll with like uh like break dancers like street dancers in the 90s in new york city and he would be like this fucking korean guy like playing traditional drums like alongside them is oh, like kind of badass and uh, so that's his thing but he's also like you know an mfa and he's like like he, he's he's a teacher and he mentioned this woman named sai shoki and she's a korean uh dancer traditional dancer but she has one character which is a shaman and she has mm-hmm. the shaman dance because in Korea there's shamanism connected to Taoism and Buddhism, mm-hmm. and um, and sh- and Korean shamanism is also all about performance. Like mm. they have whole plays that they memorize, like and they perform, and in that performance the spirit comes, and then the spirit they channel that spirit to the client, the family member is like, oh, like you know your your dead husband is here, and this is what he's saying, and but that performance element is like in there you know that's their their. and so but they're in clown you know in a way because they're wearing costumes there's like a huge fucking ritual there's like dead animals that they're dangling as 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 as, uh sacrifice to the gods and spirits and there's like food and there's music you know there's drummers and flutes it's like very intense um but yeah this dancer she was like clowning you know the shaman the korean shaman for mm-hmm. a new york audience in the 1930s bro and i, I was like <laughs> yeah why didn't i know about this woman right yeah and tomorrow i'm taking and this is like a big fear jump for me i'm taking my first ever clown class tomorrow actually <gasps> yeah. oh my goodness at the clown with school. who david Bryan. at the clown Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he a good one? Is he somebody that he's yeah, he's a yeah, he's I haven't studied with him before. I've heard great things though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Everybody awesome. says great things about him. So yeah, tomorrow it's gonna be the tragic clown. Um it's a workshop. <laughs> <laughs> like a trade. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, when we were talking on set, like I kept telling you, like my fear, my trepidation about it was that it could be brutal. Like some clown classes can be brutal, like cause they they force you to dig in. And um, anyway, uh, I think the-, the most brutal part of that is the via negativa part. Right, right. Yeah, that's what you yeah. mentioned. Yeah. But the thing is, like I've been trying to get this book out for a year. Like I wrote it last year and I'm, I've been trying to get it out and it's like, I keep hitting a wall and there's something tragic mm. and cosmically absurd and funny about that as well. You know, cause mm-hmm. I, I have a, I have a PhD. I have a doctorate that yeah. I got last year and it's not being put to use 
in in the the traditional academic sense in this moment and in that mm -hmm. regard i am a fucking failure and mm -hmm. i want to explore <laughs> that in in a in a deeper way mm -hmm. um and the dream i had last night was like vulnerability like i was in the bathroom and i kept checking the lock to make sure that it was locked because uh, there were a lot of people yes. in the house and then the bathroom was glass like people could see through and they were walking around and i was like yes. freaking out so it's like i want to confront my vulnerability and get over my sense of embarrassment and humiliation around that so that i could feel strength because that was also part of the exercise when I went up on stage with you. Yeah. You know, I was like, this is scary and embarrassing, but yeah. Let me find comfort here somehow. Yes. And I think it's, you know, it's, it's never erasing that sense of embarrassment or vulnerability, mm. right? It's almost chasing it and being strong enough to share it and know you will be okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah even even you playing that michelle branch song which is <laughs> it's this pop song right it's this mm -hmm. like cheesy ass pop song yeah and you're like i unabashedly love this song and i'm gonna share yeah. i'm gonna play it right now with all of you <laughs> right yeah but everybody's yeah. everybody's delighting in it with you the crowd is yeah. delighting in it with you yeah yeah guilty pleasure so what yeah where's yeah. the guilt exactly this, this, <laughs> yeah. it's all this feels good this is fun <laughs> yeah yeah oh my god i love that song so much <laughs> it's a good one it's <laughs> yeah. a really good one i i heard her uh you know how she got her uh sample tape to the manager it was such a good no. story so she was like a teenager you know she couldn't drive yet but they were like you need to get this tape to the manager like right now like they're here now and they want this tape so she got in her father's golf cart and she drove herself in the golf cart <laughs> to the manager to get the tape in when she was yeah. like 16 or something that's how she got that's amazing up. isn't that amazing yeah getting in her little clown car yeah, like, <laughs> yeah i mean like please please yeah that please pay clown. attention to me yeah that is a clown car you're right yeah oh, and then God. packing herself back up you know being like i did it you know and then going home <laughs> right. so slowly that's <laughs> awesome oh my god so good so many layers holy shit so endearing it is yeah it is oh another question i had about your uh show you have like a like a kid accent is that intentional like you're not ex like or is that just coming out because like when you're up there there's some words that you don't pronounce like you don't <laughs> You don't enunciate like a hundred percent, like you know, on it. But it's like I know what she's saying, but it's like there's like a childishness to it, like sometimes. Yeah, is that yeah? I think that is tree. That oh, is got tree. It. Got it. Yeah, I remember that moment you're talking about in particular, and that happened on accident. But it's like whenever those things come up, I just lean into it. Yeah, I'm like yeah. <laughs> And so then there's times when people come up to me afterwards and are like, oh, it's so interesting to see the world through trees eyes. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, it's kind of an excuse for me to say like, this is how I 
see things, you know, and I think particularly as a woman, when I go on stage, um, and I'm like being weird or ugly, Mm -hmm. like sometimes people get uncomfortable with that. And so I found when I'm in the tree costume, it's this visual permission slip for people to understand, oh, yeah, she's extremely ridiculous right now. And so when she's looking ugly, like that's on purpose, or when she's looking stupid, that's on purpose. I'm allowed to laugh at this woman, basically. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Isn't it funny that we need this ritual of permissions and allowance in order to fully allow ourselves to be whatever the fuck we are? Isn't that so weird and funny? It is funny because it's part of that unlearning process, you know, and connecting back with that inner child. And like you saying, yeah, that I'm tapping into any kid like energy is such a compliment to me. Like, thank you so much. I love kids. Like they are so funny. Do you have any kids like in your life, like nieces or nephews? I have nieces and nephews. Yeah. Yeah. And they are pretty amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's. I, I I was like a camp counselor. I was a nanny in college. Yeah. Like yeah. I always, I just love hanging out with kids. Yeah. There's so they're, much fun to be they're around. They're so pure and straightforward about what, whatever their objective is. Yeah. And they have zero sense of like, but I shouldn't because of X, Y, Z. It's just, they just do it. Right. They're present. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they're exhausting. Like after spending a day with kids because they're looking at you in your eyes and they're like, okay, so what are you thinking? And if you bullshit them, they know. And then they don't want to play with you anymore. And you're like, fuck, no, okay. You have to double down and be like, I'm here, I'm here. Please, please. (laughs) Please let me play with you and have fun with you and protect you, you know, from other people. Please listen to me and and understand, like, I'm looking out for you. I'm not trying to you know yeah. be mean to you right now right right yeah 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 there's like that uh there's a god likeness to children in that regard <laughs> yeah. right yeah or even more connected with their light you know uh-huh uh-huh yeah i have a friend she has a twin boys and uh, they're on the spectrum and you know these autistic kids like they got their own peculiarities their own set of fucking rules which is that whatever expectation there is in terms of status quo wow does it not matter like wow does it not apply wow like in such an extreme radical way and i'm looking at her kids and i'm like they're the most punk rock people ever they embody punk rockness like we gotta we gotta reckon with that shit you know yeah so Yeah. yeah you're absolutely right there's a lot to learn from children um uh do you know that you probably know this book do you know that book uh women who run with the wolves oh i love that book (laughs) yeah anytime it took me forever to get through but anytime like i open the next one i'll be like this is a perfect story for where i'm at right now yeah i had that exact same experience so yesterday, I finished a book yesterday. It took me almost oh a gosh. year. It took me almost yeah. a year. And then I made a video about like like a me reviewing the book. And that's exactly yeah. what I said. I was like, each chapter I read <laughs> felt like I was, in, t- in terms of timing, I needed to read that chapter today, now, yeah. Yeah. at this point in my life. And that's why it took me a year to read it because yeah. there were days when I just couldn't read it. I would pick it up and I want to, but I was like, it's not, it's not coming in. And yeah. the, 
the last two chapters were especially hard and the afterward the one where she says stories as medicine that chapter uh, i had to read it yesterday like yesterday yeah. was the time for me to read it because that's when it was like mm -hmm. settling in because of all the yeah. shit that i went through the last few days and i was like this book is one of those books like artists yeah. way right yes <laughs> yes oh my gosh I love it. But you know, that can be seen as a guilty pleasure in that way. Cause it's so woo woo, you know, it and it's is. so like, and I love it. I Me eat too. it up. I'm it so speaks it. to Dude. all my parts. Yeah. All my smart parts too. all my exactly. really sensitive parts. Yeah. Cause it's a it's, spirituality. It's a spiritual book and it's, yeah. we're, we're uh, nurturing our spirit there. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. we, we, you know, we go to school, we learn shit, we have computers and blah, blah, blah. But then when it comes to spirituality, it's like anything really goes, whatever nurtures it, whatever feeds it, whatever helps it, whatever helps us connect more deeply to it. Why yes. not? I feel like anything goes really. Yes. I, I totally agree with you. Including I think these people get, books. yeah, people get scared of the artist way, or at least there's been a couple of people in my life who I'm like, I'm doing the artist way. And they're like, oh, that's the God book. And I'm like, oh, no, wow. interesting. But yes, I guess, but no, but also, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, God has this like stigma around it where it it's does. like, it doesn't have to be you know, oppression, like God is not synonymous exactly, with oppression. Exactly. Exactly. That's part of the unlearning that you mentioned. Like, yeah. you know, I was raised uh, by born again, Protestants, like the most oh. extreme, right? But yeah, but my but my family lineage is Buddhist on both sides, you know, mm. and it was like a break from that. It's like Protestant in America as immigrants, you know, it was yeah. fucking extreme. I have a lot of trauma around Korean American churches and my religion and God and Christ was a huge fucking disaster for me. But through the unlearning, it was like, you gotta become friends with God in a way yeah. like and and realize that there's they're they're never after you they never judge you they never yeah. like it's only like god is love source is love higher being is love like yeah that's, yeah that's that's really all it is and so we gotta god is the, the human word for that force exactly. you know god exactly. the word god doesn't actually mean anything no that's just the petty amalgamation that we've put together and try to call precisely, it precisely yeah precisely and then it's tied to trauma for a lot of people because yeah. human beings as we say human beings hurt human beings you know and, and and human beings fuck shit up and and then create these disasters and they're all based out of fear but it's like yeah. once we as you say we confront that fear right once we confront the messiness come to peace with it that's us coming to peace with inner god and 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 getting yeah. closer to inner god and realizing inner god was never ever judging us or punishing us or after us it's all paranoia yeah. it's only love and just come back to that love right like yeah i loved it when you were saying um in that acting exercise like looking at another person and saying that person's me that's tapping into your god because that's yeah. projection of love right yeah so nice yeah it is nice it is nice and realizing like yeah when we are getting annoyed with other people it's like oh like but you could also choose to have patience with them and compassion because there's other people that are going to look at you that same way or there's other moments when you're going to be 
the conduit for that type of energy as well right and and wouldn't you want patience from the other person in that moment yeah. right um yeah. yeah compassion and understanding is always as you say it's better because it brings more peace to the self yeah and, it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. peaceful it's just it's chill just... let's just and go we, chill <laughs> we are this body like and this body's kind of gross and kind of beautiful too like we're so human we're so yeah. painfully human oh yeah mm-hmm. i think that also goes back to like yeah what's the point of saying i'm not a tree it's like because i'm so human yeah I'm so imperfect i'm so just this bleh, and i can't get away from it and that's you, great you you allowing yourself to boldly be you yeah. yeah 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 which is the ultimate challenge really to boldly be you it's the ultimate yeah. challenge. Um, yeah. I love that. I love your place so much. Um, Thank you so much. I want to, yeah. I, I do this in all of my podcast episodes. I just wrap by asking a few questions based on a Korean drama. So I just ask you like, oh, cool. like, what would you do if you were this person in this scenario? So this is basically improv. Okay. Um, okay. So the show I'm going to talk about is called Matrimonial Chaos. It came out in 2018. It's based on a Japanese drama, and it was adapted into a Korean drama in the year 2018. Uh, stars some big names like like Tunape. You know, she worked with the Wachowskis a bunch of times, and she's amazing. So, okay, oh, cool. um, let's say let's say you're a a man, a 36 year old man named Seok Mu, and you work for like a security system, like like you know like those house security systems or like in a business a security alarm goes off and you just go show up and you make sure that it's not a false alarm and if it is an actual alarm you call the police so that's your job okay mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. you're married to a woman named hiru and she is also in her mid-30s but she doesn't work she's a homebody mm -hmm. she's a very mm -hmm. messy lady she's a slob okay meanwhile mm -hmm. you are like ocd neat freak okay mm -hmm. one morning you see her on the couch brushing her teeth and the toothpaste drool is falling onto the floor. It's driving mm -hmm. you insane. Mm -hmm. But you're this OCD neat freak. What do you do? <gasps> I... I'm, and I'm not about to go to work or anything. I just see you're, you're about to go to work, but she's doing this. Like, you're just... You're noticing it. You're you're seeing it. It's happening. Toothpaste drool. Just brushing. What's his name again? Sakmu. Sakmu. Yeah. I would go. Hiru, and take the toothbrush out of her mouth. <laughs> and then I don't know why, but I would start brushing my own teeth <laughs> with it. <laughs> As I'm doing that. I would scoop up the little part that's on the ground and put it on my face. <laughs> and then I would leave and go to work with the brush. Yeah, yeah. in your mouth. In, in your my mouth. mouth. You brushing brush it, it the whole way. Make, yeah, making eye contact with her and slamming the door, still brushing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh that's amazing. That is probably the most amazing answer I've gotten so far with these flashcard questions. Okay, great. All right, awesome. Okay. I'm loving this. Okay, okay, next question. You're the same guy. You're the same guy. You're the same Sungmu, okay? You run yeah. into a woman named Yu Young, 
She's mm-hmm. your college ex-girlfriend. The two of you used to briefly live together at one point. Okay. So this was like a deep, significant relationship for you. All right? Whoa. Yeah. You see her, you're both in your mid thirties. She looks very beautiful, very elegant. All right. And you're catching up. You guys talk, catch up. She tells This happened you- to me this morning though with you two? No, it's not the same day. It's a different day. Okay, okay. different day. Different yeah, day. but she's she's in your neighborhood. Like she has this little shop. It's in the same neighborhood. She lives, you know, not too far from you. She tells mm-hmm. you that she's married, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, you know the man she's married to. You don't know him personally, but it's a man that you see all the time in your neighborhood, and you always see him philandering with multiple women. He's <gasps> always going home with other bitches all the time. So you know this fact. What do you do? Yeah. And we're just chatting. You're just chatting. Just catching up. Just catching up? Mm-hmm. I'm a man <laughs> of honor. Mm. But I would do. Yeah. Hopefully this is around the time I see him walking around. Uh-huh. Say, would you like to go on a walk with me? Okay. And we would make our rounds almost hunting for this man okay to see him going home with another bitch oh yeah to show her to show her yeah and then yeah it would have to be that it would have to be self-discovery and so then if we didn't find him on the walk i would just bow to her (laughs) as i dropped her off (laughs) And then just walk away slowly. <laughs> backwards. Bowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Backwards. <laughs> All the way home. All the way in the, home. In the bowed position. <laughs> yeah, in the bowed All position. All the way home backwards. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Another perfect answer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Great. All right. This is amazing. All right. Let's say, let's say now you're Hiru. Okay. You're that messy slob oh, lady. Oh. Mm-hmm at home secretly for yourself all right you've been making these illustrations for a long time little doodles Mm. all right Mm. they're very important to you you want to get it right but your Mm. husband comes home and he thinks your doodles are just garbage all over the table and he's like telling you to tidy up like yelling at you what do you do he's yelling at me with yeah he's like why are you so messy and yeah no yeah you also spilled uh, some water. That's also what sets him off. He spilled some water and he's just like, he's just had it. He's just set him off. He's like, what's with on all the this? table with my own beautiful drawings? Yeah, he's like, what's with all these drawings? Like, why is it so messy? Like, you're always messy. That's why you're spilling shit. Da, 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 da. He's like, going off. Why is it so messy? I would stand up from the table. I'd say, I'm an artist. <laughs> and I would throw my drawings up in the air. And yeah, I would start to dance. <laughs> and I would try to grab his hands. And dance with him and remember <laughs> and i would whisper in his ear in his ear remember why we fell in love <laughs> oh my god oh my god <laughs> these characters are amazing i'm loving every one of them wow wow you should have been in the show okay great awesome all right you're you're Sungmu again okay Okay, very okay, very okay. casually because you just had it you just had it you know you're so different you and your wife are so different you just had yeah. it so you very casually mentioned to her divorce just <gasps> mentioned divorce you just mentioned it and she yeah. simply very you know calmly agreed to it okay 
but the two of you continue to live together while you're sorting things out like living situation wise but after you sign the divorce papers suddenly for some reason the two of you are getting along better than ever before of course and you realize that you actually still have very deep feelings for her but you see your wife dating a much younger and handsome and sexy musician friend of yours what do you do Mm. Mm. I just see it. I like see them on a date. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like walking by or something and I see this. Just and he's also like one day he's actually at your house. Um like she spilled something on his shirt so he started taking a shower and she was giving him some new clothes and that's <gasps> when he walked in. And you know, she Whoa. says there's no there's no funny business and you believe her, but he's actually somebody you know, this kid. Actually this guy you know him yeah. you you pretend like you don't know him for the sake of your wife but this guy when you were younger and you were a musician he actually stole one of your songs and became very famous oh yeah. my goodness there's there's some drama there yeah that is drama but also i'm a man of honor <laughs> and so i come home mm-hmm. he's showering there's no yeah. funny business no yeah again yeah. I put my jacket back on. Uh-huh. I put my hat. Yeah. I bow backwards. I close the door. <laughs> and I go on a very manly walk around the nearest body of water. And I just cry to myself in the night. And <laughs> for about two hours. Is, but you're bowing and you're walking but backwards. I'm bowing and I'm walking backwards <laughs> around water. How did you know? Wait, how did you know that in this show there is a body of water near them? Really? I didn't. There's a a creek and there's a little bridge (laughs) and they always meet at that bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like very much a part of their neighborhood. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you walk by that thing. Holy shit, for two hours and you process, you cry it out. (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. Cry and bow. (laughs) (laughs) When in doubt, cry and bow. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah good i like that okay now let's say you're that lady you young with the man who's philandering all over town all right yeah you're you're a very quiet woman you're very introverted you're very Mm. sophisticated elegant Mm. but not Mm. arrogant you're pretty humble you're chill okay you used to date that Sungmu guy. Now you're married to this Changhyun guy who is cheating on you all the time. You know, you know. And I know it. You know that your husband sleeps with other oh women, my gosh. but you pretend to not care because it's very <gasps> important to you that you don't come off as a jealous, controlling, angry woman. You suppress that all the way. Okay? Yeah. One yeah. day, one day, two women show up at your shop. And they pretend to be customers, but you realize they are actually his girlfriends. What do you do? Mm. Interesting. So I'm ringing them up. Yeah, you're showing and... them like your clothes, the clothes that you have in your shop, and you know you're sort of tending to the customers. Yeah. Yes. I. Oh my gosh, there's so many. So my my body is hot. <laughs> I'm starting to sweat from my armpits. You know when the adrenaline yeah. it goes like and oh, it like yeah. sprays out your sweat uh-huh. from you? Yeah. That's <laughs> what happens. And I'm showing them it. Yeah. And yeah. 
I call for my husband to oh. come in here. Oh, intense. To show okay. it with them. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And say, oh, what would you think that they would look good in? <gasps> and he chooses the most beautiful gowns. I know he chooses the most beautiful gowns. And I go, he's right. And I give them a discount of 75%. <gasps> and I give it to them and I say, I hope you enjoy this. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And that then is- I slam the cashier thing shut. <laughs> and I just stand there very still for the rest of the day. The whole day. Don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And don't the, say anything. The sun to my goes down. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just like pull down the thing that's like, we'll be back. <laughs> and I just stand there at the cash register. <laughs> Not moving. <laughs> Not moving. Not speaking. It's very still. Yeah. And he, and he would come in and check on me. Do you want something to eat? And I'd say, no. And just stand there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. That is the most radical thing I've ever heard in my life. That's amazing. Oh, my <laughs> God. Wow. Yeah. The world has so much to learn from you. Okay. Oh, thanks. No, but... these are great answers. Okay. We just have a couple more and then, and then we'll wrap. Okay. You're doing great. All right. Thank you. You're, you're, um, you're you young again, the same lady. Okay. Uh-huh. You thought you were married, right, to this man that is cheating on you, but you just happen to, you love him, all right? What are you going to do? You love this fucking cheater. Okay. Turns out, turns out, he never filed your marriage registration, like the papers. He never filed that to the city, to city hall. So technically, you're not even husband and wife. And for the last... For the last three years, you guys were living together and you thought you were husband and wife. What do you do? Yeah. We're not even husband and wife. He's been cheating on me. <laughs> yeah. I just gave them dresses for 75% off. 75 off. Damn. Okay. I pack my bags. Yeah. Very quietly in the morning. Okay. Do we have a dog? I'll bring... No, you don't actually. We don't have a dog. No. I write a note. Uh huh. And I write, it's been real. <laughs> Leave it <laughs> on the pillow next to him. <laughs> and I catch the, the, the next train out of town. <laughs> And start my life as a fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, <laughs> that's it. Moved wow. to a fishing village. Yeah. You, you know, you're so connected. See, you're so connected. <laughs> this woman, this character, she's actually from an island. Oh. So sh- her home is a fishing town. Yeah. Cool. Fucking, you just... <laughs> you're you know it you're into it okay got it got it amazing <laughs> amazing okay all right let's say now you're the husband that was cheating you're chang hyun you're the guy that was uh, cheating on your poor wife girlfriend lady okay yeah you come home one day your wife is pissed she's screaming at you she's saying she knows mm. that you've been cheating on her she's been pretending to be cool about everything she's been pretending like she's okay but she's not she's actually a very jealous very rageful woman and she's angry and she's disgusted by you and she tells you to get the hell out okay <gasps> she yeah. says she says you know she doesn't want to be with you anymore all right yeah you leave 
you leave to respect her wishes, but you, you now know that more than anything in the world, all you want is your wife again and nobody else. Okay, you, you yeah. make this vow to yourself. You're self-determined to be faithful to your wife and make her happy, but she won't have you back. You also learn that she is now pregnant with your baby. What do you do? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. What a mess. <laughs> oh, what are we going to do? <laughs> oh. Oh God. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Oh, and her family's in the fishing village, huh? Yep. We mm -hmm. can't even reach out to them. No, they're on an island. Um, yeah. No. You know, I would just make I would go to the market every day mm -hmm. in the morning mm -hmm. and make a beautiful basket mm. of the finest things from the market. Okay. And just leave it at her doorstep. Wow. every day holy shit yeah and um and hopefully yeah and and on the baby's birthday and not even expecting to be in her life again just leaving oh. a basket every day wow <laughs> and i would put a five dollar bill in the mailbox <laughs> on sundays on just sundays. for extra yeah and uh i would become celibate a no longer yeah mm. a monk am i a monk or a man mm. i become a monk mm. uh -huh. and uh yeah and have a small apartment with one of those little bachelor stoves mm -hmm. you know yeah. where you just it's like a hot pad yeah and i would just spend the rest of my days like that and going to wow. work holy shit mm-hmm I kind like of bleak it. it's very catholic i like it <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what happened i don't know yeah. gotta yeah. atone atone yeah through abundance mm. of the market gift every morning for her but yeah. not for you yes yes fascinating dedicate my life to that i love that i love that that's it those are the flashcard yeah. questions thank you this is amazing <laughs> amazing <laughs> answers you. 